0: Hey, guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlick and McLean podcast <laughs> presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlick and McLean. Mac, it would be funny if people saw our schedule right now and what we we're trying to do. Not that, I mean, we are both busy. Everyone's busy. It's the holiday season. But just the back and forth and the ridiculousness that we've been jumping through, plus illnesses, you know, know, those never end. So it's just (laughs) been fun. And you go, Max going to Bristol. I'm going here. You're going there. Trying to figure it out.
0: We're we're cutting a nap for Amelia. It's chaos, people. It's chaos in our lives right now. (laughs) All right? Um, And as KG mentioned, we're both sick. We sound nasally. I can't (laughs) talk anymore. It's unbelievable. But, hey, we're here. We're making it. Uh, we got our medicine, we're rolling, and uh, we got more bowl games to talk about. Let's go, people. Um, So I'm excited, KG, today to to jump into these two matchups.
1: Yes, we have two, uh, I think, very interesting games. The Dukes-Mayo Bowl between North Carolina and West Virginia, and then we also have the Fenway Bowl between SMU and Boston College. Let's start with UNC. And, Mac, before we get to both these bowl games and break this down, we are – inching closer and closer to Christmas. This is actually our last episode before Christmas. We will be off on Christmas, obviously, and then we will release episodes next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, NC State, Clemson, Florida State. So get ready for that. But, Mac, I know you're very excited for Christmas, for Amelia's second Christmas, Jacob's first Christmas. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to take a little break, and I know you are.
0: No, no, there's no doubt about it, KG. And, and you know, again, kind of similar to – uh What I said on Thanksgiving, I just want to kind of double down here and and just remind people that, you know, there's so much pressure during holidays and especially Christmas. I actually spoke to, you know, a guy on, on radio, we had a guest come on the other day and and he was just saying about how much he, he didn't like Christmas. And, Hmm. you know, it's interesting for a couple of reasons. And and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but the overarching thing was he, he basically said, I hate how I feel like I have to buy things for everybody all the time. And that's not what it's about. It's absolutely not what it's about. Um, and you know, the ultimate reason of course is the birth of a savior, uh, which is fantastic. And, and of course we couldn't do, you know, anything we're doing without that. Um, and, and, but the other thing, you know, just being with your family and and just enjoying that time and you enjoying some time off, uh, if you are, you know, and, and sadly alone, hopefully off, um, and, you know, just enjoying that and go sing some songs, have some good food, enjoy the lights. And uh, maybe you get one or two presents. You know that's at the end of the day. But enjoy that family time. So I want hopefully people don't feel that pressure. Don't go broke trying to get presents. Okay, we got to manage our stuff. I I see too many stories about that. And so I just kind of want to throw that PSA. But KG, super excited because Amelia is not just this little alien sitting there. She's going to be actively (laughs) ripping open things. She's been walking like crazy. I need to send you this video, KG. She's taking like thirty steps at a time now. She's unstoppable. It's unbelievable. So Christmas is going to be so fun uh, from that aspect, too, just seeing her have a good time. And uh, we had so much great fun with our our cousins as well. So um, I know you're heading to Raleigh. I know you're seeing your people, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a fun time.
1: I know Santa will be coming to the McLean household, even (laughs) though – in a later episode,, a quick stop.
0: A quick stop. <laughs>
1: next week, you'll see that a certain coach we interview next week claims that maybe Santa doesn't visit Columbia, South Carolina. we're not sure.: But uh, yes, let's get to a message from Ingalls. Again, this is what the season's about, Mac, um, being with your family, but also giving back to people who might need some help. So here's a message from Ingalls and how much they are helping us give back to the community.)
0: What's up, guys? Merry Christmas, and hope you have an awesome holiday season. We have some really exciting news because of our friends over at Ingles. KG and I really feel great about giving back to the community. We want to do that. We have that urge, and these guys have stepped up huge. So massive shout-out to Ingles. We are partnering with them to feed over 100 families this holiday season. We're going to do a bunch of gift cards, giving it out to the community, to various people, and they have stepped up huge to match us in that effort in the upstate kg of south carolina can you tell our people a little b- a bit about about the initiatives and the programs that we're working with
1: that's right mac partnering with ingles we are so excited to be able to help support clemson community care the dream center and clemson's paw pantry this holiday season if you want to find out more about these amazing organizations we will link their information below wherever you're watching this we'll have some link to this post so look for it we would encourage you to also give back to your community this year in whatever way you can doesn't necessarily have to be to these organizations it can be you know $1 $5 whatever it is that's what we hope you'll get from this so god bless and happy holidays from Gramlick and Maclay Max so much to discuss here with the Duke's Mayo Bowl this game will be played on Wednesday December 27th next week 5:30 on ESPN North Carolina versus West Virginia. What I'm seeing right now is West Virginia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. No Drake May for UNC. You and I talked about this on our overview episode. We were basically saying, don't play. Don't. Uh, and some people might hate us for that, but this is the reality. Like, if this was your kid, would you say, play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl or don't play, stay healthy, go be the number one pick? I think we all understand that, Mac. But also no Tess Walker, which is kind of interesting because – Everyone fought so hard for him to be able to play and then he opts out of the bowl game in his hometown. Kinda tough. Cedric Gray also opted out. That's gonna be tough for UNC's defense. But Mac, any thoughts on those opt outs?
0: No, I mean it's is what it is. It's just where we are. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean it's not it's not shocking. I that I did laugh at that part, uh, of Tez opting out. But hey, do whatever you want to do. Um and the other thing, I, I think I brought this up to you at, at a earlier episode, but just you opt out of this game, but then you're going to play in another game later. And it's just, mm-hmm. we're playing football, let's play football. Like, what are we doing? Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just, you know how I feel about opt-outs. And I don't like it, and it, it's all situational, but hey, you got to do what's best for you. And and I think it's something where, it just is where, where you are right now. And it, it's something that is so, you know, just tolerated. And it, it's almost like, when it first happened it was such a shock and now it's just like oh okay who who else yeah <laughs> who else isn't playing you know let, let's get the full list out there but uh again i can't overstate i can't reiterate enough that it's an opportunity for the next guy this is this is a great showcase game you know for all these young guys for all these inexperienced guys who who maybe weren't uh, relied upon during the regular season now you get to be that and you get a leg up on this spring you get a leg up on next fall camp to to prove in a game setting that matters uh, as an underdog um that you you can be you know counted on that you can be the guy and and i think that's you know that's one thing that from from your last game until your first game that doesn't exist right there are no games there's no preseason so this is a great opportunity you know for these young cats to to get live fire you know to get real game experience real prep um, you know, watching film and, and going out and executing. So I, I do love it from that aspect. And I remember a couple years ago in, in the Orange Bowl for North Carolina, Josh Downs was that guy. Josh yes, Downs didn't wasn't right. the go to guy because they had two great, unbelievable wide receivers, and then this cat comes out of nowhere, and you're like, who is that? Uh and the future's great. So I hope we get to see that. Uh obviously Amarian Hampton, I, I believe, is playing. I hope he's playing. I hope yeah, he's still in there.
1: That's North what Hampton. I've seen. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, just one of the best backs in the country. I thought should have been a first team. All-American, I, I'm not sure where those lists landed, but he, he's such a all-purpose guy and and think that he's going to be heavily relied upon, right? When you have a young freshman you know, quarterback coming in who obviously a bit inexperienced, and they're going to lean on him saying, hey, show us the way, big dog. You know, and, and you got to snap out of it, you know, from kind of the slump that we've seen in the last couple of weeks from him. So, you know, excited for that opportunity for him and, and the offensive linemen that are playing. I think Corey Gaynor's not playing the center for North Carolina. Um So it's just one of those things where you've got to figure it out and you've got to get going.
1: I have to imagine this is going to be a big Omarion Hampton game. And, Mac, you mentioned his number is fifth in the country with 1,442 rushing yards, 16 total TDs, seven games with 100-plus rushing yards. Dude is is the truth. Connor Harrell takes the reins at QB for North Carolina. Redshirt freshman, four total uh, career completions. Actually, four pass attempts. He's four for four. It was against Campbell. So – that's what we have. When I was looking at this game, Mac, I started to think, you know what? I think UNC is going to cover. But then <laughs> I did some more research, and um, I came across this. I think on Tar Heel Time, something like that, but I'm just going to read this. Carolina, UNC, went from the enviable position of having three starting caliber tight ends on the roster 2-0 for this game. Kamari Morales entered the transfer portal and committed to BC, Bryson Nesbitt and John Copenhaver out of the bowl with lower body injuries. That leaves just redshirt freshman Deems May, M-A-Y, not M-A-Y-E. He is not another May brother. Oh. Don't think he's another May brother. <laughs> he's the likely starter. Likely starter. He's played three in three games this season. He has one catch for 12 yards, and that was against Campbell. So they have one tight end, Mac, And UNC uses the tight end a lot. I think it was 25% of completions have gone to the tight end this season. You have one tight end. That's it. What if he gets hurt? What do you do? What is so uh, what's Jake McCollum. Johnson
0: doing? What's Jake Johnson doing?
1: <laughs> I know. He play can, he play can he play I, yet? he He can't. I don't think so. But when you look at those leading receivers, when you talk about this young freshman quarterback, no Tess Walker. McCollum's out with injury. Nesbitt is out with injury. J.J. Jones is playing. He's the only one. Yeah. And I saw some quotes from him saying, like, "If you if you're not ready to play, don't come. Uh, He talked about how in the 2021 Dukes-Mayo Bowl, he felt like the team wasn't really ready to play, Mm. so, et cetera. The other part that I don't love, Mac, is UNC has lost its last three bowl games. They lost last year to Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, They lost to South Carolina in the 2021 Dukes-Mayo Bowl, and they lost to A&M in the Orange Bowl you were just referencing. So I was thinking, huh, maybe I should take UNC to cover. And then I read all of that, and I thought, I just don't think I can, Mac. I just don't think I can.
0: Uh, I don't know why you ever thought that, first of all, Um, (laughs) but I'm glad you're away from that. Because Um, I I
1: think West Virginia has beat up on the lower part of the Big 12 to get a lot of their wins. I'll I'll say that.
0: Sure. Um, Here's the deal. I'm going to pull this up so I can speak very accurately because I believe it was against Baylor, which was their last game. It was. They rush for 250. 250. Is that you about to pull up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're going to do that again.
1: And no Cedric yeah. Gray yeah. They're for UNC.
0: they're 1,000% going to do that again. I mean, I would love to <sighs> see a that that – that is what I want to see from North Carolina. The, the defense just, just sell out. Just sell out. Whatever it takes to stop the run. If they throw for 400, congratulations. You deserve to win. <laughs> but, like, Georgia Tech, same thing in their bowl game as they're playing UCF. Same thing for these guys sell out to stop the run like that. It's just what you have to do. And then how can you build on that? Because it's just, it's a problem. It's always a problem, you know, for them. And in this tenure and what we've seen from the defense just cannot stop the run. You can't win big boy football games doing that consistently. You you can't be a championship caliber team. If you cannot stop the run. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. It has been the, the staple of football from the beginning of time is running it, Stopping the run. If you can do either of those two mm-hmm. things, uh, you're, you're probably going to be able to to win a bunch of football games. So for me, KG, that, that's the biggest key. Um, and you look at Connor Harrell and, and the things, okay, is this an audition and a leg up for him
1: with right. this team,
0: with another team? Who knows? You know, it's a weird world that we're living in here. I, I would love to see him, you know, be patient and, and compete. And, and who knows? I mean, Max Johnson, I don't think they're giving out guaranteed starting spots. Uh, you know in this transfer portal. That's a guy that's been around the block. I mean, he's he's been at this is his third school, I believe. Um and, and so right. when you look at that and, and you see Harold say, hey, go show out and prove why you're the better guy. And then if you do get beat out, learn because that's I mean, that's the best friend of a quarterback is when you you can just sit, absorb and and gain knowledge that way. And then, when you get your time, maybe you have a couple of seasons left, you lead the way. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, but I do know this is a great opportunity for him to, to do something uh, of that nature, KG.
1: It can't be the best feeling when you're like, okay, Drake May's gone. It's my team now. I'm going to be the starter in this bowl game. And then you see on Twitter or wherever, UNC bringing in Max Johnson in the transfer portal. And I, I believe I read Max Johnson has two years left because so, he's a COVID year. So,
0: are we done this with that? It's a big yet? game. Five years over. For COVID Harrell. years over with. Who knows?
1: I think this senior class is the last one. But this is a big game for him, Mac. But he just doesn't have weapons. Like you said, it's going to be Amaron Hampton and and J.J. Jones. And then with West Virginia, you bring up the 250 rushing yards against Baylor. They are third in the country in rushing yards per game, 234 per game. So the UNC rush defense, what can you do? Can some of these young guys step up? And they have a dual threat quarterback, Garrett Green, West Virginia does, who can run the ball. So – I have too many question marks here, Mac. And it, what's funny is that we we both took the ACC teams to cover on Wednesday's episode, Miami and Uh-oh. Louisville. And I think in today's episode, we are probably leaning towards neither ACC team covering as we get to our next game. But we both we both are taking West Virginia Sadly. here.
0: Sadly, maybe future ACC Virginia, West Virginia, by that matter.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what conference even has any aye. team, Mac? Okay. Our next game here, which, speaking of a future ACC member, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Thursday, December 28th, next week, ESPN, 11 a.m. Eastern. I think that's an interesting factor here. Number 24, SMU, is playing Boston College in Fenway Park, and SMU is an 11-point favorite. Some of the people that aren't playing, Preston Stone's out for the year. He's not opting out. He He has a broken leg, so he's out. Kevin Jennings will start again. He started in the American Championship that they won. You don't – Mac, I was scouring the interwebs for any news on Christian Mahogany. Have you seen anything? I, I feel like no news is right. good news. Right. Yeah. That he's playing for Boston. I, the only
0: Ball. thing I've seen is that he committed to playing the Shrine Bowl. Um, and right. Yeah, that's it. So I hope – fingers crossed. Hopefully one more sh- showing for my guy and I get to see him You know, go out there and dominate. I
1: feel like if you're Christian Mahogany, we had him on – we love him, by the way. We had him on before the season. He said, "I'm committed to BC. He stuck out with them this season, got them to a bowl game. Why not play at this point? Like you, you've come this far. Yeah. Why not play?" Yeah, and, and I hope he
0: does. I think he will. Oh, thank you. Um, and I think that obviously this is a great test. Uh, you know, an added film for your resume going against SMU, a team that just had seven sacks. You know, in their conference championship game, absolutely destroyed uh, the other team running the football. So, you know, it's going to be a tall task for Boston College when I look at these guys and. It was, it was getting a little interesting there you know I didn't know if my guy was gonna be there or not um uh, you know playing quarterback position uh four BC I, I thought Tommy. That, thought it might get a little weird you know there was some stuff on social media happening I don't know but Tommy I think is it I saw a depth chart come out I saw his name there I yes. think we're good uh and would love to see him just kind of get back and, and really Boston College just get back to to who they were and the things that they were doing you know, in that stretch where they were just dangerous. And I'm sitting here saying, are they going to lose another game this year? You know, they're, go, they're riding high. Um, and then, of course, you know, stumbled three in a row, which was just brutal. Um, but when when you see how they were playing and, and running the football, uh, Thomas Castellanos, you know, was their leading rusher a handful of times. He, he's just electric. So we'd love to see him get out of the pocket a little bit more, get Robichaud going. Hand him the rock. I love that one-two punch, mm-hmm. um, and get some of these receivers involved. You know, at the end of the day, you know the the passing game was just kind of I don't know. It was kind of non-existent. Um, you know, to end the year. So how can they get back on that? How can they get back on track? Throwing the football, easy catches, roll them out a little bit, get them in space, and really make things happen and, and get this offense going.
1: And Mac, I don't think SMU is going to come in here and blow you away offensively. They're not going to come in here and score four. I- I don't think so. <laughs> Not with what they've done recently. Yeah, They run the ball a lot. They're down to their backup quarterback. They, I, I, I want to double-check it, but I don't think they've scored over 30 in a while.
0: Don't look SMB. that up.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? 45,
0: 38, 59,
1: 26. Who I am I thinking know? of then? 69, Maybe I was thinking 55. of Tulane. Don't look too
0: that lane. up. 69 again. <laughs> hey, they okay. might blow the well, doors off of BC. Completely take that
1: back. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mac. Yeah, I was thinking of Tulane. I agree with That's you with Tulane. I'm about to head over to CBS and get my cold medicine for this uh, situation I'm dealing with. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. They scored 26 against Tulane. They scored 59 on Navy. Navy's bad. Um, 38 on Memphis, 45 on North Texas, 36 on Red. Right. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Don't come after me, That's Hey, SMB fans, Obviously, welcome. Welcome to the here's show. What I'm- yeah, yeah. Come hang, come hang. Here's my biggest factor in this game, Mac. It's oh. Tuami. It's Thomas Castellanos. When he doesn't turn the ball over, BC has been in every game. When he does, that's when they can get blown out. When they got down 28-7 to against Miami in the last game of the year, it was Thomas Castellanos with two terrible picks in the first half. And he has fumbles, too. The turnovers are an issue. So here's what I'm going to give you, Mac. I think in Fenway Park, in Boston, right? I'm not sure about the fan split, but it's at least a very long trip for SMU post-Christmas. This is an 11 a.m. Eastern kick, 10 a.m. Texas time kick for SMU. And all Castellanos has to do, in my opinion, for BC to cover, don't hear me, they're not going to win, in my opinion. All they have to do for BC to cover is, I, I need... I need just, like, one pick and zero fumbles from you, Thomas Castellanos. I do not need two picks and two fumbles. If Castellanos has less than two turnovers, I think BC covers. And? Big if. And BC hasn't really lost a bunch of guys to the point. No, really? So I'm taking BC, BC plus 11. It's a huge number, Mac. It's a massive number. (laughs) It's a massive number. BC plus 11. (laughs) but i think smu still wins the game but get, i right. look i feel pretty good about it i think people are selling bc off and saying they're done when when they're not as bad as as sure. that loss to miami indicates they just have issues with yeah. turnovers and that's been a problem okay. so i think bc covered i
0: covers. like that i like that you're you're sticking to your guts. it's i i don't think i'm i mean i'm fading them like they've lost they lost a bunch in a row um 3 in a row i'm i'm definitely fading they them have. but i think they what have. it is
1: and look, I think Mahogany's yeah. playing. I, that's a bit. If he sure. says I'm not playing, that could be an issue for the locker room. I think I, you know that could be a problem. But
0: <laughs> and here's I'm the deal: I'm her. not, I'm not discounting any of that. I'm just overly buying SMU, wanting to make a statement.
1: I know you are. Trust to be me, like, I know you are.
0: Hey, we're coming to win. We're not coming to play. And I, I think that the transfer portal sure. guys that sure. they have gotten in. Um, the momentum they have right now, the recruits, uh, the, the, the extension for coach Lashley,
1: but none of that is going to take the field, but it's
0: just that motivation. It's just that here we go. Like, let's prove a point boys. Um, and the fact that SMU probably, probably should be in a new year six game. Maybe. Uh, I think there's a lot of motivation. True, True. I think there is. And, and I think they, uh, I think they kick the door down. I mean, I think they blow these guys out. I really do. I think this offense is going to be humming. I think the defense is is probably even a a more um, concern for me because I think they get after Thomas Castellanos, and I think that they get that ball. I think they get that ball. So everything you said, if if it doesn't happen, which I agree, but I don't think that's the case. I think they're going to force the issue. I think they create turnovers, wreak havoc, and – I think we're talking about SMU as, as a middle-of-the-packet worst next year in the ACC, and, and they come in with all kinds of momentum.
1: It would be a huge um, propelling oh, yeah. factor oh, for yeah. SMU. If they win this game, especially if they blow them out, You know, finish in the top 25 for sure, and then right. where do you start next year being in the ACC? I'm not sure they've seen an athlete like sure. Thomas Gastelar. Sure. And if he can hold on to the football, yeah. that can be really interesting. And it was Tulane. It has not scored over 30 <laughs> since September. And that's Shout who SMU just beat. And held him to 14. That's right. Held him to 14. But I'm going out on a limb. I'm, you know, it's not, it's not the popular pick. But don't write off this BC team just quite yet, especially with an athlete like Castellanos at quarterback Mac. <laughs> oh, you are writing them off? <laughs> oh. If there is, there is nobody, SMU fans, if you're here joining us, there is nobody that is going to be on your bandwagon quicker than this guy I mean, right here. So I mean. <laughs> go follow him. I hope I'm pointing the right way. I can't wait. He's all in. And look, I'm very excited That's to right. have SMU in the league as well because, as someone who's from Texas, I know, yeah, I know the power of Dallas and the power of that. Uh, you're kind of our money. Uh, you're you're like our liaison. SMU.
0: You're a Texas liaison to welcome them in with open yeah. arms. And uh, yes. we're ready to go.
1: Mac, you know, my brother went to law school at SMU.
0: So we got Isn't family ties draft? to this thing. Come on, so
1: family <laughs> let's go, ties. Big
0: John. That's right. <laughs> I love it, KG. I also <laughs> love that we split on some picks here. Come on, we got to get this competition rolling and Finally. firing on all cylinders here. I, I can't wait to see it. I- I'm fascinated this game. I really, I-, I am interested. It is. It is.
1: This one's gonna be fun. 10 a.m. kick. 10, hey, 10 a.m. kick for those they've Texas been there a week.
0: boys. We're not just showing. Ooh. You know, they're, they're acclimated.
1: I don't know. The game's December twenty eighth. When how long? I know did Clemson's I get
0: there? leaving on or Florida State's leaving on Christmas Eve, like like the t- Christmas mm. later in the evening. So I know they're leaving.
1: They may be spending sounds Christmas it in sounds Boston. Pretty
0: maybe. I don't know. It might be snowing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, sounds guys, cool. appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we we've got some big old episodes coming up next week. Um, of course, Merry Christmas. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend, an amazing holiday. Uh, as we continue to roll through this, we appreciate you coming on this journey. I need you to go over to YouTube, watch this channel. You missed it. I just rode off uh, Boston College with a Chipotle napkin and a fork. Uh, so I threw that there at the, at the TV. Uh, you got to get it. Go, come over here, see the silly stuff that we're doing. Again, subscribe, leave some comments. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, we need your help over there as well. We greatly appreciate all of that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.